Today's episode of Necronomapod is brought to you by Beardology. There are a lot of imitators out there, but there's only one place I buy my beard oil. Beardology beard oil nourishes your skin and won't leave you with that greasy feel. With over 17 cents available in their extensive product line, I trust my beard to Beardology. You can find Beardology at beardology.co. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Beardology, discover the best way to avoid the shave. In 1974, Michael Taylor was an average 31-year-old living with his wife and five kids. Then, religion happened. Michael was convinced to join an Anglican cult run by an attractive, charismatic young woman who Michael was quickly drawn to. After being called out on his lust for another woman, Michael snapped, and members of the Anglican church were convinced he was possessed by a demon. This led to a night-long exorcism that the overseeing priest believed removed all but three demons from Michael's body. Leaving those three demons in Michael proved to be a huge mistake. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you're not a fan of poodles, stick around. We have a treat for you. This is Necronomapod. How do you know that someone is possessed by a demon rather than just someone who's under tremendous psychological strain? There are specific signs. For example, if a person has an aversion to walking into a church and not being able to view a crucifix or an image of Christ. Another sign could very well be if a person possesses a competency in a language that they otherwise couldn't speak. They can take on a serpentine look and coil up in a very serpentine body language manner. And I've seen that happen. To believe that there's a Satan is an act of faith, a leap of faith, in the same way that to say I can believe in God or I have a personal relationship with God. I'm looking at Michael Taylor's picture right now. There is no (laughs) way this guy is 31 years old. Yes, he is. In this photo. I'm telling you. He looks like he's at least double that in this picture. (laughs) You've seen it. I have. Is it his bad British teeth? Is that why you're making fun of him? The teeth aren't even that bad. He just looks like a 60-year-old man, and you're telling me he's 31. I think the glasses are a big part of it. The glasses and the balding hair. I mean, dudes can go bald. But this is like, this is, all right, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, people can go bald young. I understand that, but then at this point, you would just shave your head, I think. You wouldn't have like the Larry Fine bowl around here. I don't know. This Some dude, guys uh, hang with it till the till the bitter end. Then, this dude down here, down the street, it? really. Remember the Molson Ice guy? He's uh, our. He's your and I age, and yeah. he's got the bald top, but he really? keep, he's oh, holding on to the sides. I guess I don't. I didn't remember that or realize. Still, this this picture, and we'll put it out there. But holy cow! Did you say the Molson Ice guy? Yeah. <laughs> That's who he was referring to. That's great. You got to knock that out. Just shave your whole head. I agree. I, this guy, people are going to be shocked when we tell him that he's 31 allegedly there. Yeah. So Michael Taylor. Yeah. Let's, let's jump into this guy. Um, yeah, this is a weird one. This is like the, um, the power of human suggestion here. Yeah. You know, are you foreshadowing that you don't believe this is uh, real? That this isn't a real uh, exorcism, or he wasn't really... He wasn't demonically yeah. possessed, this fella? <laughs> well, well, let's, let's, let's see what happens, right? It. We'll yeah. let the listeners decide for themselves. Yeah. So at the time of this incident in 1974, Michael Taylor was just your average 31-year-old married family man. Uh, he had five children. They were living in Yorkshire, England. Strangely enough, where this story goes is Michael and his family didn't even regularly attend church or consider themselves to be like spiritual people or good for them. (laughs) It's a plus. (laughs) Maybe a little prayer would have put some more hair on his head. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Just saying something. Not everyone can have those luscious locks like you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> That's covered up under a ball cap all the time. I know. I don't think I've, I could probably count on like one hand how many times I've seen you without a hat on. Yeah. It's very rare. So the town that they lived in was a heavily religious town with most of the religious activity being the Anglican church, which is like an offshoot of Protestants, right? I think it's the successor of the Church of England, isn't it? 
which they created Europe, a church when Henry VIII uh, couldn't get an annulment and yeah. broke away from the Catholic Church, and they started their own church. And that this is a continuation of that, I or think, like a, yeah, yeah, I think it's the Church of England, like the modern day version yeah, of it. I think okay. so. Not hundred percent sure. I think that's what it is. The hmm? theology experts out there can well, let us you know. know. Get an argument with the Pope, tell him to fuck off, and you start your own <laughs> church. I get it. Michael Taylor, he didn't have really any problems outside of what most people go throughout life. He had chronic back pain, and he had trouble finding a steady job. He was a trained butcher, but there wasn't much butcher work available at the time, so he really... Everyone was a yeah. vegan? Yeah. No butcher I work? I just thought it'd be fun to be a butcher. Yeah, well, you, but you love... You know, grilling all your meats and cooking your meats and yeah. playing with your meats. So, <laughs> expert meat player with her. So why not sell sell your meat? It's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing they said about him was that he went through periods of depression, but it wasn't considered severe. It just sounded like a dude that was like. A guy that was 30 and looked like he was 75 might <laughs> be fucking and, depressed, too. And had the back pain of a 75-year-old man. Can't find a job. <laughs> Poor guy. Like, we're not hiring this fucking 80-year-old guy to cut our meat. <laughs> who's who's constantly hunched over because of his back pain. It's like, seriously, I'm 31. <laughs> sure you are, mate. The only job he can get is, like, a fucking... Um, Walmart greeter <laughs> with the old people there <laughs> greeting people. Damn. Just roasting We're this guy. Sl- yeah, slaying him here. Um, during one of these periods of depression, one of his neighbors named Barbara Wardman noticed and told him that uh, that getting involved in the church would be the the best thing to get him on his feet and, and feeling good. No one asked you, Barbara. <laughs> right. Thanks for butting in. You know she's that neighbor that's standing out front every day just watching everybody yep. go by. Loving to know the neighborhood gossip. Yep. Barbara had recently started attending a small Anglican religious group that was holding meetings in in uh, various members' homes. So they were just they didn't have a have a church or anywhere. They were just bouncing around from place to pl- from members' homes and shit. And she figured this church would be like, or this group would be the best thing for Michael because it wasn't uh, like a stuffy, whatever, church atmosphere. So this guy was a non-churchgoer, and I suspect that he's going to start getting into trouble once he starts going to church. (laughs) Let that be a warning for all of our listeners out there. Bad things happen when you go to church. Stay away. And the weird thing about this group is that it's fully possible that it could have uh, turned into a full-blown cult if what happens at the end of this story didn't happen. Foreshadowing alert. Good thing it didn't. It saved us three episodes on that cult. Right. (laughs) And the group was ran by an attractive, charismatic 21-year-old woman named Marie Robinson who claimed to be able to heal people, and she was gaining followers real quick of all ages, Elderly people, it, she was just racking up people. Well, who knows more about life than 21-year-old girls? Of course you're going to listen to them for <laughs> life advice. Like, how did... I, I'm interested in her. How did she get to this position? Um, just that she was charismatic? Yeah, I mean, that's usually all it takes. Yeah. You know. And then just wanted to, to lead people and control them and have that power like yeah. an egomaniac. Yeah. If you're saying the right shit. Right. We um, talked about that before. We could start our own church. There's enough suckers out there, right? I think anybody who's charismatic enough can start. Yeah, yeah I, I I, don't disagree. Yeah. We got the one right down here in Wadsworth. Oh, yeah. the Yeah, yeah. They we bought, talked about that before. Yeah. What the culty this? church. What's, what's, yeah. the, what's the name of that? I can't remember. Let's put them on blast. Yeah. I don't know who, they have who, a fucking huge about. ass place out there. They bought up. People in Wadsworth are getting pissed because they keep buying all the houses and like like a Jonestown style thing, like buying a bunch of houses and moving their members into these houses. Really? Yeah. Do they have a Mr. Muggs? No. Well, then they're not legit. But they do have armed guards outside their uh, thing. Jeez. Yeah. What's the name? I remember we talked about this. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the church. Yeah. Whatever. Well, we don't need to hype them anyways. Yeah. Don't give them publicity. Maybe we'll do an episode on them. We should. We can do it on uh, on site. We remote. say that, and then they're going to offer us money, and next thing you know, but we're going to be doing ads for them. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> come out this Sunday. Lord's waiting. <laughs> Woo! Jesus loves you. 
They're yeah, their their beliefs are strange too. They have some some hmm. wild shit they believe in. Right, well, episode coming in the future. All right. When hometown one, heroes series <laughs> add them to the list. We got a lot of them. Like you were saying, how'd she get get to this point? Like how Jim Jones saw, saw that how Father Divine was successful. Like when Jim went out there and was like, "Oh fuck, I've been running this wrong the whole time." Like Father Divine's got it down. I gotta up my scam game. Yeah, um, Marie Robinson took the approach that was laid out by a, a woman named Amy McPherson. Amy McPherson founded the Foursquare Church in the U.S. in the 1920s. The Foursquare Church had all like the speaking in tongues, the faith healings. Uh, the only difference between them and, and other churches or religions was that Amy McPherson had complete control of everything. So that church is still around. Like that's a big thing. Yeah, I mean it was huge. She had them all over the country. Yeah. Well, speaking in tongues and faith healing—it's so believable. I mean, of course, it's around a hundred years later, right? Maybe they could have healed Michael Taylor's hair follicles. <laughs> That's rough, man. This you you know this picture is awful. And Ian, I'm still not convinced he was 31 in that photo. I'm just saying, man. That's... But I want to believe it because it's hilarious. <laughs> like that is. Oh, he was I, only 31, guys. I dare one of you guys to make that your Instagram photo, your icon. <laughs> People will think it's you. <laughs> I know that our one listener already doesn't want to be friends with me because I'm too old, that motherfucker. Yeah. Well, technically, you'll be posting a younger man as your photo. <laughs> You're just going to look double your actual age. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So Mike, Michael, he agreed to give Marie Robinson's group a try. And after just one meeting, Michael was completely sold on it. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> During the first meeting, Marie asked the group if anyone in, if anyone needed healing. And since Michael suffered from, from the back pain, he figured that he would at least try it out. Michael got up and started walking to the front. But before he could get to Marie, because Marie's walking down, Michael gets up and starts walking towards her. At a 75-year-old's pace. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly hobbling up there. <laughs> and so... Before Michael could get to her, she stopped at an old woman named Mavis Smith. And I, I realized I put Marvis in here throughout the whole I'm actually disappointed because I thought the name was Marvis, and I was going to comment how that is a badass name. No, Marvis. It's, it's Mavis. No, typo. That is a cool name, Marvis. I like Marvis. I didn't even know. That's a, is that a real name? I don't think so. This was the first I had heard of it. But I I've was, never heard, yeah. I was down with it. Marie said that she felt that Mavis needed healing and knelt down in front of her and just started scream like speaking in tongues all crazy at, at this old woman. I think there's something she should be doing with her tongue and it's, it's not speaking. <laughs> <laughs> On poor old Marvis? <laughs> what? Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> That's a church you'd go to. <laughs> Mavis was crying while supposedly being healed. And she wasn't I, laughing. No. Are we sure? <laughs> so stupid. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden, Michael, who who wasn't religious or whatever, dropped to his knees and just started speaking in tongues at Mavis, too. So now oh they're both going gosh. on this old lady. Have you ever watched people, like YouTube videos of people speak, these preachers speaking in tongues? Yeah. yeah. It's utterly ridiculous. Uh, everyone has seen Borat. They've seen it happen. <laughs> Does that happen in Borat? Yeah, seen, yeah. <laughs> when they're like healing him and he's just going, ah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so great. That movie's hilarious. <laughs> that You ever see the documentary Jesus Camp with all the kids that go to... I don't think I ever watched that. It's, no. it's pretty wild. But yeah, they're all doing the speaking in tongues. They all got their hands up and... What's the one that... um. Bill Maher did. Religious? Religious. That was good. That was, was really good. good. Have you seen that one? Mm-mm. That's really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill Maher, they go to that Jesus World or whatever. Jesus the, World. In Orlando? What's That's, that called? Like the crea- some kind of creationism museum or yes, something? Yes, it's like, like a whole like like Disneyland part. Of, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, what is that called? I forget. It's wild. It's like the, the the Noah's Ark thing in Kentucky. Is that like a, a destination was, yeah, type thing to yeah. visit? Yeah, it's like an amusement park, right? Let's yeah, do a live yeah. show from there. I'm sure we'd be have a warm, <laughs> warm welcome out there. 
Um, so Michael, he left the uh, left the meeting feeling great. Nothing was done about his back pain, but he was uh, he was sold on it and started hosting these meetings at his house. Marie, being attractive and charismatic, was a huge part of her pull. But she also had this like this mysterious dark aspect of religion in that she was all about exorcisms and possession. Anglicans, they don't call them exorcisms. Instead, they use the name deliverance, like deliver us from the devil. Mm. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> this here road don't lead to Aintree. Uh, even though Anglicans have some differences, like using their hands to channel the power of Jesus instead of using holy water, they still have guidelines that the uh, the Catholic Church has. Do they like uh, pedophilia too, like the Catholic Church? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, just curious. This is like open mic uh, <laughs> Sunday for Dave over here. This is we couldn't have given him a better softball of a topic. <laughs> Every cult episode, every exorcism episode. Yeah, you sense the pattern. Kooky behavior <laughs> equals religious people. So to to uh, to determine whether or not someone's possessed or mentally ill, so you know they're trying to figure out if there's really a possession going on. The Anglican Church must see that a person all of a sudden has abnormal strength. They can speak a language that they couldn't before, and they know facts about people in the room or others that that they shouldn't know so like what's her face uh annalise remember she knew about that who's annalise <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't talked to annalise in a while yeah the, she knew all those like uh old was it old priests yeah the one old priest and that nobody would have known dave that she would not have had any way oh, of knowing oh, the, about him the german uh priest that yeah was 200 miles from her home how would she have known about him oh god i don't know <laughs> it was a long there was no cell phones it's weird like she didn't know about a priest in ireland or somewhere it's a priest we don't that know that she didn't we don't know that house. she didn't well those are some good rules <laughs> <laughs> but uh so but like the catholic church exorcisms needed to be approved by by the Anglican Church, so, but Marie Robinson was just doing her own thing with her own rules. She wasn't she wasn't she's giving just, a fuck. She's the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the <laughs> Anglican Church. Like she don't give a fuck Free about authorities. Yeah. yeah, she's drinking beer and raising hell. <laughs> I don't know how much beer drinking was going on with these people. Yeah, they'd be better off if they had a few cocktails. Probably it's England. There's a lot of beer drinking going on. So now he's having these meetings at his house. During one of these meetings, Michael and his wife, Christine, experienced their first exorcism that, that was conducted by Marie. That old woman, Mavis, that was attempted to be healed on the first night that Michael went to one of these meetings was going through issues of depression. And instead of going through any of these guidelines or, or addressing it in a rational way, Marie just decided that an exorcism needed to be right done right then and there in Michael's house. <laughs> Gather around, impromptu exorcism. <laughs> they serve hors d'oeuvres at exorcisms. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine these groups have have snacks, right? I would think so. Sitting at someone's house, they're bringing donuts at least, coffee. Something. Yeah, yeah. Some I mean, platters. it's a meeting. Yeah. Some spotted dick, some bangers and mash. <laughs> spotted Whatever else they eat over there. What was that first That's one? Spotted dick. Yeah. Oh. What is that exactly? <laughs> Is it like bread pudding or something? It's something like a like a cake or a pudding. Yeah, I don't or, yeah. remember. I just thought it was You never heard funny. of that? No, I thought he was making no, some wild ass no. joke. It's a thing. <laughs> I mean, it does. It sounds like it. <laughs> He's like, spotted dick. I'm going to get some penicillin. <laughs> so Marie put her hands on Mavis's head. Leave fucking Mavis alone. <laughs> this poor woman. <laughs> and just started yelling at her in tongues. <laughs> And then uh, Mavis went through the whole possessed thing. She played her part in it and started screaming and throwing herself around. And But Mavis didn't play along and with the fact that she was supposed to be healed. And when Marie saw that it wasn't working, they just they just stopped. And they're like, eh, it's whatever. <laughs> it didn't, didn't work. And that'll like be it. the end of tonight. So we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> And the Anglicans and this stuff, they're with their healing, they're like super aggressive. They're the ones that like just fucking hit you on the forehead and shit. Like, <laughs> you know, those dudes that were on TV back in the day. Yeah. Ernest Angel. Ernest Angel, yeah. our guy. Yeah. 
hometown yeah. hero. Another, we could do an episode on him. Probably. Oh, is he a hometown? And his guy? fucking gigantic ears. <laughs> Jesus, they were like seven inches long. <laughs> You're roasting people on looks. Tonight. Yeah, I'm being judgy. <laughs> Very superficial. And his nasty say. ass wig. Heel. <laughs> the power of the blood. What, what he used to say? <laughs> the lane of the blood. Something with the blood. The power of the blood. All right. He was always on like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'd yeah. fall asleep to that horror story. They just fucking blast someone in the forehead. Their church right. is still running in like Akron, right? Isn't it an Akron? It's an Akron, yeah. They got the big cross like on the, the ceiling. Uh, that's wild. They have this big, huge like like theater venue and there's always like a hundred people there. Like this will hold a few thousand. There's yeah. like a hundred people. He's not pulling on Joel Osteen Well, I don't numbers. think he does. Is he still alive? <laughs> I don't know. He's got to be like 120 <laughs> if he is. That was fucking well, 93. No, Dave, years he ago. was also 31. <laughs> We're doing too much inside jokes. People who don't know any of these people are going to be like, fuck these guys. He's still Ernest Angley, though. Like, he's a but national not, figure. Is he? He yeah. was doing shit in Africa. He was all over the place. Well, I just thought that was still only broadcast here, though. Like, I don't, I didn't think people mm. in, like, Texas are going to know who Ernest Angley is. I don't know. If you guys know who this fucking asshole Ernest Angley is, let us know. Oh, but I'm roasting people over here. I mean, insert any asshole preacher that yeah. would smack someone in the forehead and tell yeah. them they're healed. And or have a private plane or, you know. Yeah. So this this uh, exorcism thing kind of kind of freaked out Michael's wife. She was kind of coming down from that, that good feeling that, that this whole thing was, was giving them at first. She started noticing too that that Michael seemed to be way more interested in Marie than the the religious aspect of the group. <laughs> you don't say. That's really weird. <laughs> Numerous times, Christine would walk in on Michael with his hands on Marie's shoulders, just staring at her in what was supposedly just a prayer session. Michael and Marie also started staying up all night, making the sign of the cross at each other and speaking. To, and speak- <laughs> What a fun night. <laughs> Throw in some Uno games and you got a fucking party. The visual of that, just looking at each other, doing the sign of the cross, speaking in tongues. Yeah, because it, when they did it, because they believed that a full moon brought evil. So There are a lot of dumb fucking people in this world. <laughs> well, in all fairness to him, he was just trying to get laid. That's true. For sure. Yeah. 100%. But it's it so was was she trying to get anything out of this Marie like other than just like the power and maybe having it grow eventually? What like, was her intentions? Like laying the base for for like for, for, for a church to to make it grow, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. essentially, she wanted to just right Jonestown it, but yeah, okay. Like female call, I think I have this in the outline later on, but. I mean, we can get into it now. The female cult leaders are way different than than male ones, you know. I mean, they she's used they she's obviously using the fact that she's attractive and this whole sex appeal thing, but she has no interest in fucking any of these people. Well, I feel like once you st- as a woman, like you start losing the power, then yeah, holding it over them, making them want you more, is kind of what keeps you with, with the power, right? Whereas like Jim Jones was just sleeping with everybody. Oh yeah. And that, well, that's why the women cult leaders are always super sick. You don't really hear about the women cult leaders really doing anything. Mm-hmm. But super are there a lot of female? Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't leaders? really ever hear about women female yeah. cult leaders. We need yeah, a show one. on them, like maybe a joint one, just on all of them. Yeah. If there's not a big story, because that'd be that's that, fascinating. Yeah, exactly. Well, like the that Nexium cult with that Keith uh, Ranieri guy. I don't know the, what that Alex is. Mack, the actress, just got in trouble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that cult wouldn't be successful without the women involved in that. Okay. So we'll have to do an episode. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So Michael's got a hard on for Marie. Yeah, and they're making signs of the cross at each other over and over again. <laughs> One speaking in tongues. Well, I mean, that's no different than Bourbon Dave at the end of an episode. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> trying to. I was off. speaking in tongues last week. <laughs> And that was that was straight from your god bourbon. <laughs> it started to become apparent to the to the whole group that that there was some kind of sexual atten- tension going on between Michael and Marie. But Michael kept just reassuring everyone that he only loved Marie in a Christian love or with a Christian love. <laughs> <laughs> with a Christian love. Aww. That's that Sade song, Christian love. 
This is a Christian kind of love. (laughs) I'm not familiar with that cut. Never mind. Okay. Did we miss that that joke? Did that move over? What's that Sade song? No Ordinary Love? You're not a Sade fan? I don't know who Sade is. greatest female vocalist of all time? Stop it. We're not talking about Britney Spears right now. No, because Britney does not belong in a discussion about I've the never heard greatest a sh- female vocalist right, of all time. I'm going to change the subject. I've never heard of Sade. What? Have you? Mm-mm. See? This is before our time, Dave. She's still around. She's Sade? Sade. S-A-D-E. No. Nope. Some of the greatest music ever. All right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't know who it is. All right. Check her out on iTunes, well, then my I joke guess. fell flat, motherfucker. <laughs> Somebody out there probably got it. In Bangladesh. So eventually, Michael's wife, Christine, just had enough of it and publicly called out Michael and Marie at one of these prayer meetings that were being held at at their house. So that's got to be awkward as fuck for everybody sitting there. (laughs) It is like, cheese is good. (laughs) What kind of olives are these? (laughs) In a real, real weird way of trying to resolve it. Christine, Michael's wife, suggested that Michael and Marie go upstairs alone while everyone was waiting downstairs and figure out what was going on between them. Oh, why don't you just two just go up and fuck already? (laughs) Yeah. Just get out of your systems and let's just go on with our lives. Well, Christine, in a story full of dumb shit, that might be the dumbest (laughs) shit we've had yet happen. (laughs) Could you imagine thinking that way? Like, yeah, the... Like your spouse is obviously wants to fuck this person. You're like, just go upstairs and figure this out. Go to our marital bed and figure this out and then come down. In a whole story where I'm trying to figure out what people are thinking, (laughs) this one might be the uh, top of the list. Really get inside the root of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) See, that was a sex joke because he was talking about getting inside of her. (laughs) I explained that one so the people that might have missed it with your shot A joke. It's a Christian kind of love. <laughs> so according to Marie, as soon as the door closed behind them, Michael leaned in for a kiss. And Marie and she saw that bald head coming at her and was like, get the fuck out of here. The shitty ass glass. <laughs> you ain't I'm getting sorry. none of this, governor. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So Marie obviously like moved back and explained to Michael that it wasn't like that, that he should probably just go be with his wife. And this is what we were talking about before that, you know, Marie knew exactly what she was doing and female cult leaders don't make sex a huge aspect of the cult like male ones do. I mean, yeah. Jim, keep, just keep them wanting you. Yeah. Jim Jones is the perfect example. I mean, he was out there fucking everybody. He was even getting paid to fuck so he could donate the $5,000 to <laughs> charity. True. Well, but that's because he's a giving citizen. man. He's a giving man. Yeah. Mr. Muggs. I don't want to fuck this girl in Brazil, but she's paying me. Right. So I'll do well, it for the cause. Mr. Muggs put her on the fuck schedule. <laughs> it's the cause. What are you going to do? So when they came out of the room, instead of just, you know, just saying like, hey, we discussed it. We figured our shit out. It's, you know, it's over and done with. Michael just announced to the whole group that a miracle had happened and, and they uh, they resolved their love for each other. <laughs> and everybody in the room was just, I mean, you could just imagine the scene that everybody in the room's like, uh, Are there pimentos in these olives? <laughs> <laughs> I try to think about that, putting myself in the room in all these stories we do, and it's just hard sometimes. This would be awkward. So because you would never be in this room. No. <laughs> with these Anglicans. That would be the story in itself. Dave's at an Anglican house meeting. <laughs> what? Praise Jesus. <laughs> so he didn't even get a hand job, right? He got nothing. No, he got, got nothing. nothing. No. I mean, he should have just came out and just accepted it and said it. But I mean, he made it way worse by doing this. Just keep your mouth shut, man. Like, this we resolved shit. it. We're good. Yeah. Feeling the intense embarrassment, Michael just, he kind of snapped. Yeah, it's fucking blue balls. <laughs> Preacher Marie won't fuck him. That's why he's snapping. <laughs> and what was described to police later was uh, they said that something completely changed in Michael's eyes. Like, just snapped. And Marie noticed that he was, you know, something was going on with him. And then instead of just leaving his house and, you know, trying to de-escalate this whole thing, 
She just starts screaming in tongues at him. And then Michael started screaming back at her in tongues. And then Michael claimed to have seen a vision of Marie standing in front of him naked. And then when he looked down at himself, he was naked too. And then he claims that he blacked out. During this blackout, Michael attacked Marie. He started hitting her, ripping at her hair, trying I mean, like trying to pull off her face. And the whole group and his wife were, were trying to pull him off. And Michael was eventually pulled off. And the police were called, but no uh, no charges were filed against him. Hmm. So it took a I, major I don't know turner. what to even say. Went zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But instead of just taking the hint, I mean, it's not okay what he did at all, but... I mean, you should have enough sense at that point to be like, all right, I'm not going to fuck with this dude anymore. You know, like this is smart. Yeah, this is a bad idea. Marie showed back up at uh, Michael's house the next day and told Michael that she forgave him and knew that it was the devil inside of him that did it. So she basically just validated what he what he just did. (laughs) I have to say it is kind of sweet to be possessed because you could just do whatever you want and just blame it on the demon. Yeah. Right, and then you're forgiven, and they'll built-in alibi. Do whatever you want. You and so, that's the it. demon did it. Like yeah. that. Um, I think we've talked about this before. The uh, South Park episode where Cartman realizes that if you say you have Tourette, you can get away with saying whatever <laughs> uh, you want. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, like, I got a golden ticket. It's one of my favorite episodes. Christine, Michael's wife. She had. I mean, this was like a fucking last draw for her she's basically told marie to to get the fuck out of there and uh and they would have no involvement in their group anymore or her group anymore we'll be right back we like to drink beer a lot of it after a long night of drinking and talking crime and conspiracies there's nothing that wakes us up and gets us ready to start the day better than just brew coffee with a great selection of roast levels to choose from you're guaranteed to find one that suits your style Small batch roasted to highlight the unique features of each coffee bean. Just Brew Coffee caters to both casual and hardcore coffee drinkers alike. Since 2010, Just Brew Coffee has worked tirelessly to perfect the roasting process and technique, which has resulted in seriously delicious, always flavorful, and never bitter tasting coffee. If you're already drinking JBC, raise your mug. If you're not, raise your standards. Check them out in social media and remember, they roast, you just brew. Check out their new online store at youjustbrew.com and up your coffee game today. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your order of two pounds or more. Following this this incident with Marie, Michael seemed to have a complete break with reality. First, he started destroying everything in the house that was religious. Well, it seems like he's coming back to reality. (laughs) I was gonna say I was gonna throw it at Dave and be like, "Well, Dave, what's so uh, what's so unreasonable about that?" <laughs> um, and then he started wandering outside his house, telling his neighbors that he had seen the devil. I bet fucking Barbara loved that shit. She was yeah. salivating at that neighbor drama. <laughs> yeah. So, do we think he always had this mental illness and kind of the interaction with these religious kooks triggered it? What are we thinking here at this point? Well, he had already I mean, been what kind of depressed. Yeah, so, but depression uh, yeah. doesn't make you uh, have. I mean, it's po- like stress is possible to make you have a break with reality. Mm-hmm. Any mental illness would have already shown up by now. Usually, like schizophrenia or bipolar right. shows up around like late teens, early twenties. Well, just so, like, do you think it's like what you said, like power of persuasion? Like they, he believed he had something in him because they told him that, and so now he's just like, well, I feel angry. This must be the demon. I'm just gonna flip out. But that's different from the break from reality, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I said it seemed like a break from mm. reality. I mean, I mean, anybody who joins a cult is a highly um, susceptible to a power of suggestion, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, okay. I mean, look at Marshall Apple. I mean, he convinced people that there was a UFO behind the Hale Bob comet, and they were going up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if somebody's that suggestible to things, you can convince them of anything. I think that's right. And this was a smaller town, and and word of his uh, his behavior started traveling around. And made Did you it- hear what that wanker Michael's doing? <laughs> Shut up, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> so the word of this got its way to uh, to a preacher named uh, Peter Vincent. Is that one of the original names of one of the guys in Kiss? 
not their legal name? Peter <laughs> Vincent? <laughs> Sounds like, yeah. It's Peter Chris Cola. <laughs> Stop it. You know that, too. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was known for carrying out many exorcisms. And once Peter Vincent heard what was going on with Michael, he became convinced that he was possessed by some form of a demon. Peter Vincent went over to Michael's house to see for himself, but when he got there, Michael's story had changed. Michael was now saying that Marie was actually a Satanist and tried to seduce him in front of his wife. Oh, the plot thickens. Boy, that floozy. (laughs) (laughs) Peter... He was completely he completely bought this story. He was convinced that Marie had cast a demon onto Michael. Yeah, blue ball demon. We know. <laughs> so after this visit, the Taylors were planning on going on a small vacation just to, to regroup themselves from everything and try to get back to normal life. Do you know where they were gonna go? No. Oh, uh-uh. I'm just curious. Cancun. Cancun? Probably. Ibiza over there. Yeah, Party home. time. Somewhere over there. But unfortunately, the same neighbor from the beginning, Barbara Wardman, rolled in and uh, and, conv- and convinced them to at least go visit Peter Vincent. About came over in her pink bathrobe, <laughs> holding her small right. dog, holding her small dog. Like I know this type It's obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, she convinced him to uh, to go at least see what what Peter Vincent had to say about it. You know, just. At least go talk to him. Well, he's the authority on this stuff. So. Yeah. There's always these turning points in all these stories where if you would have taken the other road, yep. we wouldn't be telling your story, maybe. Mm-hmm. So on October 5th, 1974, Peter Vincent and a few others from the Anglican Church pulled a surprise exorcism on Michael when <laughs> he showed up. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker, exorcism <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Michael reacted violently. He, t- he as they're I, kidnapping him. <laughs> that would be the most. That's the most yeah. rational thing he's done this whole story. Yeah, they threw. He threw a cup of tea in the priest's face. Of course, it's a cup of tea. Of course, it is. <laughs> he booted. I guess there was a cat in this in the church. He booted this cat. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> well it, done. And then he punched Peter Vincent in the face. <laughs> Members of the church tackled Michael and tied him up and then put him in the church office until midnight came. And it sounded like he we went there like in the evening. Like this dude up and put him in this room for like like a good like five, six hours. Crazy. Oh my gosh. That's kidnapping and assault. I mean one hundred percent. Fuck. Never mind the fact that he kicked a pussy. Cat. He beat up that pussy bad. <laughs> well, we don't we don't know. That pussy was never heard from again. That pussy couldn't walk for a couple days after that beating. <laughs> the cat. I'm talking about the cat. Of course. Yeah. That pussy looked like an Arby sandwich after he was done with it. Oh God. <laughs> All right, I'll be. I'm done. I'll, I'll cut it off. I'm not going to keep going with it. <laughs> I spilled my beer. Are, are people still out there listening to this one? Hello? Are you there? Did, we probably lost these folks a long time ago. This show has been long off the rails. If you're still with us, thank you. I spilled beer in my lap. <laughs> oh my God, that's all over your shirt, dude. <laughs> all right. So it, it, you want uh, horsey sauce on that pussy? <laughs> You better just keep going before he gets something else. <laughs> At mid- midnight, the members of the church took turns expelling demons from Michael. They made him admit to sins that he'd never committed. And when he admitted to him, they started shoving crosses in his mouth. <laughs> what? Because, you know, that's normal behavior. Jesus. So this went on all night. And by the time the sun came up, Peter Vincent claimed that they had removed 40 demons in total from Michael. So I looked at this a little deeper. Yeah. And they named some of the demons that they took out of Michael. Among them, the incest demon, Mm. the bestiality demon, the blasphemy demon, and the lewdness demon. So I guess my question is, lewdness wasn't covered enough in the bestiality demon that it had to be its own (laughs) special demon because bestiality wasn't lewd enough. (laughs) Or incest. Or incest. That wasn't lewd enough, so... 
how do you do you think they have control over which demon they draw out or is it just like kind of like the pool like what what filters out mm. i wonder well may, I'm, it kind of sounds like they were and making thing, them admit to these things so they're probably like you know and making them admit so to some exactly form of incest so what exactly did he do to that <laughs> cat after he kicked it yeah <laughs> we're going back to the pussy all right i mean did he fuck the pussy <laughs> did he did he <laughs> It's a fair question. Bestiality. He's admitting to it. It's true. Could you imagine a scene like that? He throws tea in this this guy's face, kicks his cat, punches the guy in the face, and then fucks the cat right after. <laughs> I, I want to make that movie. I want to direct that this movie. Is nuts. Is you a cow fucker, you? Is you fucking the goat? We know you done it. <laughs> This might be the most ridiculous story we've done today. <laughs> so, is you banging pigs out back, wanker? <laughs> so Peter, Peter told the group and the tailors that there were three demons left inside of him: the demons of anger, insanity, and murder. Murder. But since everyone, since everyone was worn out. Uh, he suggested that Michael and his wife Christine go home and get some rest, and they would take care of the other three. <laughs> they would take care of the other three later in the day. Forty down, three to go. Wanka, go home. We'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> so the church sent Michael home. Keep in mind, this guy has been up all night. They're beating the fuck out of this dude, jamming crosses in his mouth, and now they just sent him home. With the idea that he still had three demons inside yeah. of him. You got a murder inside <laughs> you still. Go home and sleep it off. <laughs> and don't you think that they would have pulled those demons out first? Yeah. Maybe murder before well, that's blasphemy. That's I don't know. Maybe they didn't know what they were pulling out. It's just kind of like you put like the vacuum in and whatever gets sucked out. <laughs> Do you see the demon when when you pull it out? Well, you'd How have do to, you know that you'd you have to ask Peter Vincent that question? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't the know experts how that works. on that here. Like, what do they do with the forty demons? They well, they throw them in the, the garbage, trash bag. <laughs> throw them out with the trash. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they have something like the Ghostbusters that ah. push pedal thing. <laughs> Just you know, uh-huh. logistically, I'm finding it hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately for what for what's about to happen, Christine had her. Uh, had a family friend take their five kids in for the night, so they weren't home when when Michael and Christine got back. A lot and, of foreshadowing tonight. Yeah, I like it. It's not known for sure what happened because Michael Taylor says he remembers nothing. The demon made me do it. <laughs> what was that? Accent? I don't know. Cut that out. That was horrible. <laughs> no, leave that in. Please. Leave it in. I feel like this is like Miller Light Dave coming out now. <laughs> Uh, but you can assume uh, that something came over him, like when he attacked Marie Robinson. Somewhere in the two hours that Michael and Christine were home alone in their house, Michael stripped naked and attacked her. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass as soon as I take my shirt and pants <laughs> off. It's like American Psycho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael then ripped out her tongue with his bare oh. hands and then gouged her eyes out with his thumbs. Then he literally began ripping her face apart and just throwing it around the room. That's not funny anymore. No. That's not funny. Um, He then grabbed their pet poodle and ripped all four of its legs from the sockets and then ripped out its tongue and and gouged its eyes out, too. It's a dumb question. Did Christine survive this? No. Oh. Okay. No, she bled to death, or she she choked to death on her blood from him ripping from out her tongue. tongue. Yeah, <sighs> brutal. Michael went outside completely naked and covered in blood, and he just screaming over and over again. It is the blood of Satan. Barbara fucking standing over there drinking her coffee with her <laughs> pink robe, watching all this happen. And can't wait to tell her friends about the gossip. <laughs> the one eyewitness from. Um, from calling the police when they the, reported the one it. eyewitness like he ripped the witness's <laughs> eye out <laughs> dang too soon dave too soon sorry they uh they said they were like oh there's like a na- it looks like the naked guys over there walking around like covered in red paint like he was absolutely covered in blood so he was quickly arrested and and found not guilty on reason of insanity yeah the demon did it i told you it's a sweet alibi yeah 
He was then housed at the Broadmoor Mental Hospital. And after all this, the preacher, Peter Vincent, was actually promoted within the church. Of course. That a boy, Peter. Nice work on that one. Uh, the only thing that the church saw wrong with what he did was that they took a that he took a break before all the See? demons. He sent him home with the murder all, demon. Should have got them all. Which that's just amazing that that's what they saw wrong with this whole situation. Not the fact that they kidnapped this yeah. fucking guy. Kidnapped and assault that didn't matter. <laughs> Shoved some crosses in his mouth. Yeah, made him perform fellatio on a cross. <laughs> uh, so Michael was in this mental hospital for four years and then was released back into normal society. The doctors came to the conclusion that he had hyperventilated during this exorcism and caused a temporary uh, caused temporary psychosis. Is that a thing? I, I don't know. Hyperventilated, hyperventilation-induced psychosis? I'm sure it's pro- it was probably a stressful-as-fuck situation, what was going on. I guess, why wouldn't you murder all those fucking clowns at the church instead of your own wife? Right. Was his wife at the exorcism? Yeah. She was there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why you let this happen to me kind of scenario. Yeah, She's just watching. Yeah, I don't know what was going mm-hmm. on with her. Um, yeah, so, I mean, as far as where Michael is today, there are four recorded suicide attempts that he made. And then in 2005, he was arrested for inappropri- inappropriately touching a minor. Oh, demon did it. Demon's back. Yeah. Sorry. I can't remember the age of the girl, but, yeah. 31. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, no one knows what happened to him or if he's even still alive. He might have successfully killed himself. Who knows? Damn. Interesting. What happened to Marie? Just said her hopes and dreams of being a future cult religious leader die on the vine there with yeah. The, when that Michael was I was going to ask that face too. Apart. Right. Yeah, I Michael. was going to ask that too. What happened to her? Yeah, she just kind of faded out, and she's just speaking in tongues by herself somewhere, <laughs> doing the sign of the cross in a mirror. Yeah, Michael Taylor fucked that up for her. It's interesting. I don't know power of suggestibility. Yeah, that's an interesting story. I mean, I hate to say fun story, but it was a little bit fun to go through. Well, it's all fun and games up until like the those last few paragraphs there. Yeah, when he was on his little spree of killing people. Yeah. Or killing a oh, person and a dog. Yeah. It's got to take some strength to rip out someone's tongue with your bare hands. Yeah. I think it does, yeah. I mean, it would be hard to even grab a hold of someone's yeah, tongue like that. how do you grab someone's that? tongue? I, can, I can't grab my tongue. My, it slips right off. No. I don't know. Some not a sandpaper or something to wrap around it and pull it. Yeah, yeah or gloves on of some sort. Yeah, but he didn't do it to just he did it to the dog also. Yeah, that's weird. It's two successful tongue detachments in one episode for I him. Can get wanting to rip your wife's tongue out of her mouth, but <laughs> your dog. I don't know. That's beyond. So yeah, that's Michael Taylor. All right. Well, David, that was a fun episode for you. It's pretty good. You had to freestyle about some religion there. Yeah. It's, uh, stay away from the religion, kids. <laughs> it's not good for you. Yeah. And if anybody has any other exorcism stories out there, send them our way. Because this was the last one on the list for me. I don't know any yeah. other ones. These exorcism ones are kind of fun. Yeah. The Annalise one's still my, one of my all-time favorite episodes, if yeah. not my favorite. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Fuck you too, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who invited Country Mike. Fuck me, Country Mike. <laughs> Fuck me, Country Mike. <laughs> Fuck me. You got to watch a couple more uh, NASCAR races before Country Mike's interested in, in your kind, I would uh, imagine. <laughs> His levels spike when he does that. Oh, All right, Ian, you got anything else on the uh, exorcism of uh, Michael Taylor? No. Dave, you got anything to add here? Any last cheap shots you want to take at religion? Um... No, I've, I've taken enough. None of them are cheap. They're all well-founded shots. But uh, no, great story. Yeah. And I'm like just Ian's- curious what happened to Michael Taylor. I'd like to know what uh, he's up to these days. Mm-hmm. Michael Taylor, call me. Call me, buddy. Hit us up. We'd love to have him as a special in-studio guest. Yeah. At this point, he probably looks like he's like 250 years <laughs> <Right>. old. <laughs> he looks like uh, who's the that old bad guy villain from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> What's his name? Um... I don't have, I don't but he, he's like yeah. hundreds of years right. old when they wheel his ass out. <laughs> the fucking uh, the grandpa from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> where they're putting an axe in his hand. <laughs> Come on, grandpa. <laughs> yep, that's about mm-hmm. him. Meanwhile, he's only like sixty now or seventy now, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably seventy, right? If he's still alive, I wonder. Who knows? 
Marie Robinson, uh, hit us up if you're around. Yeah. A secret cult you want right. to talk about. We'll plug it on here. All right, we got any shout-outs, Ian? Uh, yeah, we have. I've got a bunch for for iTunes. That's good news. Um, yeah, yeah. People have been leaving a lot of a lot of reviews lately, which is awesome. So we got them for Jordan Winkle, Gardney, Seth T ninety eight, which he's was in roast mode on both of you guys about. Oh, the guy that said I'm too old to be his friend. <laughs> yeah, and I'll then, drink uh, you under the table, Seth T. <laughs> Damn, he just didn't like me because I don't like the Goonies. That's all right. Yeah, though. that's all right. He wasn't really roasting me, just stating the fact. <laughs> um, Christina, the teacher, Eon Flex. Uh, George Fett, TD Rave, Braden R75, Jackie, I can't read my handwriting here, Jackie, <laughs> sorry Jackie, sorry Jackie, wow. Jackie 81, can't read the last part, uh, <laughs> damn, <laughs> Loud 1120, and Sarah Sprinkles, and then uh, we give a shout out to Lisa Macaroni back in what, Jonestown? Jonestown part two. But uh, yeah, shout out to Lisa. She's been listening since the beginning. So. Yeah. Well, she already had a shout out. She gets another one. She missed hers, right? She missed it. So we gave her a special bonus shout well, out. If you don't listen to the show, you don't hear your shout she out. She listened to the show. She missed the last part of it. I don't know. And if I was, okay. I'd be All turning right. us off by now, probably. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're wrapping this shit up. I'll catch them next week. I just prefer Lisa's brother instead. Sorry. <laughs> her brother, Elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Elbow macaroni. God damn. He's been waiting for that one. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. I'm just kidding. Some original comedians out here. Tonight. Lisa Macaroni had the uh had the uh it was Flavor Aid shirt. The I Flavor Aid shirt, yeah. yeah she's yeah. cool. She's been a, a a follower listener for a while, so tell your brother Elbow I said hi. <laughs> um all right, I'm we're landing this plane. I, uh, I, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Necronomapod. Uh, if you have not given us uh, or left us an iTunes rating and review, please do so. We had a bunch this week. It, like we, we say every week, it really helps us, uh, get noticed and get our name out there. So hit us up, uh, leave us a rating and review and then hit us up on the social medias. Let us know if you have any special requests. Like Ian said, if you have any exorcism stories, let us know because, uh, we have fun doing those and. We're out of them. So. Or if you yourself have ever been exercised. That would also be, be awesome. great. Or if you want us to exercise you live in studio, we could try that as well. Sure. We Do don't it. mean like making you do jumping jacks. We're going to pull the demons out of you. Yep. We're going to drink beer. We're not going to do any exercise. <laughs> so. Use beer as holy water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers. Yep. <laughs>